If we have not met, I'm Pastor Mike Rams. We just recently returned from the Holy Land from Israel. We took about 63 folks there, uh, and we also took a video team. And so we wanted you to go with us, really, in many ways. We're bringing it back to you, making that connection. Those are, those are pictures and shots and video that we took while we were there. And so we're going to be walking together through a journey uh, from the Jordan River to Jerusalem, from the baptism of Jesus Christ uh, all the way to his resurrection. You're doing that with us. Uh, we're beginning here at the Jordan River, where, where it publicly began for Jesus Christ with the reading, and I'm going to read the words of that in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11 through 17. Hear the words. As for me, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, and I am not fit to remove his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. That's John the Baptist talking about Jesus. His winning fork is in his hand. He will thoroughly clear his threshing floor. He will gather his wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus arrived from Galilee at the Jordan, coming to him, to John to be baptized. But John tried to prevent him, saying, I have need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, said this, Permit it at this time, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he permitted him. After being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting on him. And behold, a voice out of the heavens said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Jesus at the Jordan River. I'll show you a map of Israel. Uh, we traveled quite a bit from Galilee to Jerusalem to Bethlehem. And this gives you a picture of what the, the nation looks like uh, back during Jesus' time and the time today. It's a very small area of the world, but a very important area as well. Uh, we discovered that because of the location that people traveled up and down the Jordan River area for all kinds of reasons, there were those who it was a, simply a thoroughfare, a trade route for persimmon oil, for dates, uh, for figs, for olive oil, even for slaves. Happened up and down there. It was a very, very populated part of the world back in those days and is, is as well today. Uh, that, and Jesus grew up around Nazareth, which is in the northern part of Israel or the Holy Land, up just north of the Sea of Galilee is where he was. It's where he spent much of his early days there. Uh, where he's baptized, just south of the Sea of Galilee, uh, along the Jordan River, quite a distance from Jerusalem. And that's where he spent time. Israel was a very unique place in those days. It had many areas like Nazareth uh, that was made up mostly of Jewish people. It would have synagogues there, rabbis there, mostly Jewish folks there. But there would be other areas like Tiberias and around uh, where you'd have uh, villages and towns that were built by the Romans who had occupied that land, had conquered it, and it belonged to them. And there, these areas might have a temple to one of the, the Roman gods. Uh, and they would have Roman way of life there. A curious mixture of, of the most religious, law-keeping people there were, the Pharisees and Sadducees and legalistic Jews, along with uh, the least of those, the Romans, uh, the, uh, the, the immoral way that they would live, the violent way that they would live, and have scattered around this area. Now, be aware also that there was a unique, unique part of the Galilee and Nazareth area, and that was kind of the, the backwoods of Israel. 
Uh, it wasn't like Judea uh, or Jerusalem that would be the upscale way of living in many ways. They would actually look down on those from Nazareth in that area. Why the Pharisees said at one time, can anything good come from Nazareth? Meaning he was born in mad Nazareth. What good could he be from that area of the world? So that's what's happening here. And that's where this all begins with a man named John the Baptist. Uh, and it starts with his story, and then Jesus moves into that, and they are cousins. And it's answering these questions. How does the story of Christ begin? It begins at the Jordan River. Who is Jesus? We learn that here. And what are the marching orders of Jesus Christ? We discover those also all at this event, the baptism of Jesus Christ by John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist had already been doing what he did. Uh, We're told that he lived in the hills surrounding Jerusalem and Galilee. And it's a small area, so you could travel up and down, again, the Jordan River around Jericho Road and other roads uh, very easily. A couple weeks you could make that journey. So he was well known uh, all around, really, Israel. Uh, And he uh, lived in the hills around, we're told. He lived on locusts and wild honey. That means a a poor man's food. Uh, He wore camel uh, hair clothing. Again, poor man's clothing is what he wore. And he would come down on occasion, he would preach. He would preach what's called the gospel of repentance. We're told preparing the way for the Lord, the coming of Christ. John tells us that. So he'd preach that gospel, and people would come to be baptized by him, which was a common thing to do. People were baptized many times and all kinds of times during that time of the world. It wasn't unusual. And he preached, we're told, and did a baptism of what's called repentance. That means people would come, and they would want to be washed by his baptism of their sins and go try to live a better life, be a better Jew, uh, be a better person of God. That's what they would do. That's how they lived, what he taught, and what he was about, and that kind of washing thing. And repentance was the term that was used. Now, Pharisees and Sadducees came to be baptized as well. Uh, they wanted to be affirmed by a very popular guy named John the Baptist. He was well-known. He was popular. The common people loved him. They didn't like the Pharisees very much. We'll go, we'll be baptized, and we'll get a stamp of approval from John. And they went, and he refused to baptize them. He said, no. He said, go and do some works worthy of of, of who you say you are, then I'll baptize you. Now, they hated John for that, and they sought to destroy him. Uh, Sometime later, uh, John actually preaches against the very king of Israel, who is King Herod Antipas. And that king marries his brother's wife for political purposes. And so John condemns that is eventually executed because he does this. You may know that story. I won't go into time to tell that story, but he's eventually killed for that sake. And that's a setup here for Jesus now to come and to be in his presence at the Jordan River and to be baptized. And I'm going to show you some video footage, some pictures we took while we were there, and I'll show you those now if we can. Now, this is the area along the Jordan River where many think Jesus was baptized. This is kind of a memorial there. Remember that. And the water is there for us to see. And that's a picture of the river itself. Uh, not, maybe not what you think. The trees all around, grass, very beautiful place, uh, a lot of greenery there. It's a very warm day when we were there. The water was cold, but it was very warm outside the water. There are those birds that flying by, and uh, we love seeing that, that quiet, calm moment as we gather together for baptisms, uh, remembering baptisms of those who attended. Some were sprinkled. 
sprinkled. Some actually got in the water and were dunked. You'll see some of that. There's Pastor David and myself. We're sprinkling those who want to remember their baptism there at the Jordan River water. And that's pretty cool, I think. Don't you think it is? And we had 63 folks there. Probably about 50 maybe remember their baptism. There, there's the baptisms happening. And uh, you see uh, the excitement for, uh, of the one being baptized and us. And Scott's getting ready to baptize right there. He's a police officer, a member of our church. And uh, he's going. And uh, watch, 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 watch. Watch, there he goes, he's baptized, up he comes. And I like his response to this whole thing. Yeah, that's pretty good. Touchdown, touchdown. And so you see that's happening as well. And we're going to baptize some more people as well. That continues on. And uh, she does the same thing. Very excited in that moment. We, we mark that. And yep, yeah, uh-huh, another touchdown for this moment of baptism. Now you see that. We want you to go with us to this time. We want you to be there. Now you didn't. Well, some, I see some who went, uh, but most of you were not able to do this, but we want you to go. So here's what we've done. On our altars over here in our, we call it the corral, over here, and up here, we have water from the Jordan River. Each one of these, we've added to the water, water from the Jordan River that we picked up when we were there. And here it is. At the end of our service, we're going to end like this. Uh, we're just going to sing, and when that last song's being sung... And even beyond that song, you can come up if you want to. Uh, just, just relax. We'll end it with, a, with my closing prayer and an invitation. And then there'll be some music. And we're just going to relax. And I hope folks are listening to me, Raymond, others. That's what we're going to do. And they're going to just keep playing some music. And come up if you want to. And put your hand in the water. Remember your baptism. Uh, if you want to kneel and pray, we have a large area here and here to do that. Kneel and pray. Want to go back to your seats and pray, do that. You can simply remember your own baptism. You can confess some sins if you want to. Uh, you can say, here's my prayer, God, today. We can say, Jesus, I believe in you. You can say, I want to follow you. And we're, we're talking about them this season from Jordan to the resurrection, from this moment of beginning to follow Christ to the culmination of the empty tomb. We're doing that. And so, so begin that here, and, and maybe you want to do that. If you've not been baptized You'd like to be baptized today, uh, Pastor Caesar is going to be back in our prayer room right here. And he has some water back there from the Jordan also. He'll baptize you today. Just go right in there. He'll be waiting for you. He'll baptize you this morning. And you'll walk out a baptized Christian with Jordan River water, joining all the rest of us who were there, all one people of God, marking this time in a very real, special way as we think about who Jesus is. So we have those pictures that proclaim that. This is part of of the picture of the ongoing work of God. So please join us in that journey. Well, there are a number of things, the passage and, and John also, the Gospel of John, Gospel of Matthew, Gospel of Luke, uh, they all share this story. It's a really important story in the life of Jesus Christ. But it says that he will do something different. Remember, remember what I said, John is going to baptize in a gospel and, and, and repentance. It's kind of washing. I, I'll put some water on you <laughs> and you'll repent and try to do better. That's what John did. But Jesus, we're told... He will dunk you in the Holy Spirit and fire. I'm using the word dunk. That's a popular immersion term. Uh, And so I'm adding that today. He will dunk you in the Holy Spirit and fire. That's what Jesus will do. John is water and repentance. It's symbolic of cleansing of sin. But Jesus is more than that. It's the Holy Spirit and fire. The Holy Spirit and fire. I'm going to show you another picture. 
Another picture here of someone being baptized. It's that one with the smile. I like this because, see the smile. I mean, we're all smiling. This is a happy time. You know, this this sense of, of repentance and faith and how things have changed because Jesus has come. And we're there in the water where Jesus was baptized, remembering in Israel and the Jordan River and, and how cool that is. And, and so I want you to see that, that beautiful smile that we all have, including husband and wife, and then David and myself. We can take that picture off now. But I want you to see that. I'm going to fill you with the Holy Spirit, he says. He's going to baptize you in fire he says. When Jesus was baptized, uh, here's what took place. We're told that he came out of the water and the spirit as a dove descended upon him. Then we're told God spoke from heaven saying, this is my son and I am pleased with him. And it begins. Jesus dies head head first into the world I just described. And off he goes. You know how it ends. It's an amazing thing. He identifies with you and me and our, and our sin and our need and our hurt and our death and our confusion and our chaos. And he enters that head first and it moves into that world sharing the good news of fire and gospel and salvation and grace. All given to us through Jesus Christ, God's Son, who come to us. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that we're told in Bible days came into the temple in Jerusalem sometime just once a year when the sacrifice was made there to provide forgiveness of sins for all the people by the high priest. Once a year, the Spirit came, the fire came. And here it says, Jesus is going to give it to you, all of you, everyone. You get that same Spirit. It's going to Fill your heart and your life and your soul. Just like Jesus has filled there for you and me at the very beginning of his life of entering the world with the good news that would eventually cause his death, but end with the great good news of the resurrection. The fire, we're told the Shekinah glory of God is the word that's used. The fire filled the temple as well. There's no light in the Holy of Holies because the fire of God is supposed to be the light that's needed there where the sacrifice is going to be made. And here we're told that fire is going to be in us and you and me and the people of God who come to Christ. What a, what a, what a great truth we have. And we have that water on the altar to kind of connect with that. Well, that's the first thing. Secondly, the sacrifice of this lamb will deal with the sin of the entire world. Mentioned already that they would make a sacrifice once a year uh, in the Holy of Holies in the temple in Jerusalem, and there people were, were, the sins were forgiven uh, by that sacrifice. But here it says this lamb, different kind of lamb, right? Uh, they would take a lamb to the temple. They would pick it out. They went without any blemishes. They'd take a, a, a little woolly lamb uh, to the temple, and it would be the sacrifice to provide forgiveness of sins. And when, when, when Jesus starts walking toward, uh, toward John at the Jordan River, he says to, to Jesus and all those around, this great John the Baptist, who's so popular, so well-known, they're coming by the hundreds to be baptized. He said, hey, folks, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It's a big deal to say that. This is God's Lamb He's bringing to you and me, and I'm going to baptize him, and it begins with that truth. What an amazing picture of what God is going to do in the world through Jesus Christ. 
this truth. This man named Jesus who is filled with the Spirit, uh, whose God speaks from heaven, my beloved Son, who's going to take away the sins of the world. And all this truth now is boiled up in one person who's going to dive headforce into a sinful, dying world to give salvation to it. And while we still celebrate it today after all these years, churches around the world walking through Lent with you and me toward the cross and the resurrection to restore people to God by God's own sacrifice. And so it begins at this place where he's simply baptized by John the Baptist. Well, the third thing here is everyone else's baptism was about repentance. Jesus's was about the Holy Spirit and fire. It's a continuing theme, and I'm staying with that for a few moments. Repentance means that I have simply said, I'm a sinner, God, help me live a better life. And I'm going to try much harder. I've already tried harder. You know, it's kind of a human act, something that we do. We repent, and that's all we can do. Uh, Yet here we're told God's doing something different. He's going to do something. And that's what we tie to at this moment. I'm going to show you a couple pictures. And now this is a picture that was taken also at the Jordan River. That day we're doing all the baptisms. Picture of me. Not yet, but it will be up there eventually. Here it comes. Here it comes. There it is. Uh, there I am. And, and uh, Scott, uh, one of the guys we baptized, took that uh, before we actually begin doing the, the baptisms. And I'm talking to people there about uh, Jesus and the baptism and the Holy Spirit and all the things that we've already said today. One of the things I mentioned is this, that there at his baptism, God spoke from heaven. The Spirit filled him. And there's the Son of God, the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit right there at the very beginning. We see that picture of the Trinity in a very real way in Jesus and God and the Spirit of God. And and that light shining on me, you know, and and I'm I'm showing this to you. I I know it's kind of a, just kind of a, you know, optical illusion in some ways. It's not Photoshopped. It's happened that it showed up like that. He he showed it to me. Uh, My brother, who's the pastor, First Methodist Waco, if if you're new here, you don't know that I have a twin brother who's also Methodist pastor. He's showing that this morning as well in his church. He's showing it to make fun of me uh, and saying, there's my brother, St. Mike. So you can hear laughter from Waco uh, all the way to here, if you know that. Now, now he sent me this picture. When he saw that one, he sent me this picture I'm going to show you next. There's him baptizing someone a year ago, and there's a light shining on him uh, that happened you know, in a, in a different way, you know, but there it is as well as he's doing the baptism of a young man in his church. Now, you know you're in Waco when you're doing baptism in a stock tank, but, you know, uh, you know, in Mansfield, you go to the Jordan River, you know, the Jordan River, Sea of Galilee, you know, Israel, the Holy Land, and there are stock tanks in Waco, but hey, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, but there's, there's our picture, <laughs> you know, there's our picture. Now we take that off. Uh, now God's picture, God's picture is he, he saves our souls. He forgives our sins. He changes our lives. He fills us with the Holy Spirit. He carries us to heaven. He teaches us a new way to live. What an amazing picture God gives. It's so wonderful and so special. And that's what the offering that he offers us that we simply symbolize with water from the Jordan River today. But, but there's more that happens in that time. As there was for him. There's a little bit of water, but more than that, God spoke from heaven. The, the Spirit of God came from heaven and he gets up and it begins. He said it already. He dives head first, head first into the world he lives in of chaos, of Romans, of occupation, of sin, of violence, of immorality, of extreme legalism and extreme sin. Life and death, poverty, so much is there. And that's where he goes in a world where they travel to and fro. 
to, to, to a thoroughfare for the Roman Empire. And there are thousands who come every year as a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. All these same few roads. You saw it in the center around Jordan, uh, Jordan River, uh, that Jesus walked on and preached and worked miracles and taught and began around Galilee with his baptism by John the Baptist. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Well, then we add the last part of this. You know, we, we ask the question to begin. Uh, how does the story of Jesus begin? Well, it begins with the Jordan River. Who is Jesus? What are Jesus' marching orders? Well, who is Jesus? Well, it tells us right here. God just plain says, this is my son. He just says it at the beginning, at this, at this time of baptism, at this John, the old gospel and the new gospel meeting there, and eternity is changed by this event of Christ entering the world through John's baptism and beginning his ministry. We have that picture happening, and God is saying, this is my son, and I'm pleased with him. Listen to what he's going to tell you. Follow him. And from here, Jesus is going to go invite some disciples to follow him. Peter and James and John and Andrew and others. Follow me, and I'll make you a fisher of men. From this place, he would do that. Immediately he goes and starts inviting people to follow him. And he begins to teach them. God, God said, this is just my son. That's who he is. So who is Jesus, the son of God? How does the story begin? His baptism. The Holy Spirit fills him. God proclaims him his son. Uh, what are his marching orders? We're told he's going to take away the sins of the world. He's going to save people's souls. He's going to fill people with the Holy Spirit and fire. He's going to bring God's message of love and grace and good news and new to the world. That's what he's going to do, and that's what he does, and it kills him. But God's going to enter that tomb on Easter. We'll get there in our story each week, taking us further, 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 and closer and closer and closer to that moment, chronologically beginning here, and what happens next and next and next and next till Easter resurrection. So, what do we do about it? Do we choose to accept Jesus as our Savior if we've not done that? Do we choose to follow him if we've not done that? Do we choose to believe in him if we've not made that decision yet? Do we choose to renew that today in this beginning of the Lenten season? It's really up to you.